Fierce Fan Media. Your religion. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay you can talk shit about christians out here <laughs> i mean i try i try i mean sometimes i do sometimes i i just back away from it real slow <laughs> oh. well, i mean it's all great assault right because not of course it's not all of them it's like when people say like men are doing this of course it's implicit that you don't mean all every single man that walks the earth is capable like right. uh, of course it's not so if it doesn't apply to you move on like if it's if we're not talking about you we're not talking about you you know but what i mean it, but if it doesn't apply to you then right. you should be real worried why that is like this blanket statement you should be actively trying to make sure that the people inside this realm that this blanket statement goes over stops being like that right like it's not all men. Okay, well, it's not me. Well, then why are these other men acting like this? Let's try to change this. Let's make sure that they act more like me. Well, you I know? think you have seen an uptick too, especially with men of standing up to other men when they see shit going wrong. I agree. I yeah. agree with that. I, I think you have seen, I think they've gotten that message. Um, right. I think yeah, there has more, been improvement. I feel like there's more men that are actively like going out and saying like i support yeah. the women's right to choose because mm -hmm. they finally realize like a abortion doesn't necessarily just help help i, I use the word loosely but like you know with it's not just applicable to women right it's like it's it also could you know get a guy out of a situation that they're not necessarily or like there's there's plenty of of abortions that are happening to women that it was a wanted pregnancy. They're married. They already have two kids or whatever, right. and the or maybe they don't have any kids. And this was a very right. wanted pregnancy, and the husband's in a difficult position of if the legal implications dictate that his significant other can't have a a needed medical abortion, he right. could lose her. Like right. that that very much affects right. his right. life. It's or it's if, like if that's his sister or his daughter or his granddaughter or whatever abortion affects everyone right. it's not exactly. just women right so that that's i, I don't know i we here's a, here's a weird stat i heard hmm. that and i don't it's just like some random person posted this and i didn't i'm gonna be real honest i didn't take the time to research it and i mm -hmm. should have but i'm gonna research it with you 600,000 abortions happen because of quote unquote rape or incest. Is that accurate? Let's Google it. Because, like, my thought when I read that was so you're more upset about the abortion. Why are you fucking upset that 600,000 women are getting pregnant because of rape and incest? Like, that's fucking outrageous. We need to be harder on people that are raping and incesting. <clears throat> I don't know. But I made it one. Like, what the fuck? Um, let's see here. Do to do. So, seventy-three percent is because they can't afford to have a baby. Uh, Forty-eight percent is because of an abusive spouse. Um, 38% is because of medical complications. 1% is because of rape and, uh, 1% is because of incest. And so is that, what's the total number that those percentages are coming from? Um, 
Do we, does that even, is that even known? I'm, I'm trying to find that. I don't know that they have the, like the exact well, on this one. specific one that I found, but so let's say, all right, how many, how many abortions occur a year? Okay, so in 2020, which is the latest abortion statistics that I can find right now without boring everyone to death while I scroll through Google. Um, <laughs> I kind of forgot we were right. <laughs> uh, According to the CDC, so whatever, however you feel about the CDC, 629,000 legal induced abortions were reported to the CD, CDC from 49 reporting areas. So if you have 630,000, let's round up, and 630,000, so 1% of that would be 63,000. What a fucking piece of shit. That's just the Republican talking point. That's just it right there. That's Fox News bullshit, not even quoting numbers correctly. And the, I mean, not only me not doing my research, but I didn't believe it. And I would have had I gone on to debate it, but I, it wasn't my debate. It was my friend's debate. And well, I'm, okay, but let's let's take it a step further. If you have 630,000 uh, 630, abortions a year, 630,000 abortions a year, and 38% of them are because of medical need, that's 239,000 that are because of medical need that you're taking away. Yeah. Because and then on of top of that, another... Uh, 60,000, 63,000 because of rape, plus another 60,000 because of incest. So you're talking about of over 50%, over 50% of the abortions performed. Uh, and I'm not even taking into account abusive relationships because I, I just won't, but over 50% is because of either medical necessity rape or incest according to the cdc oh. so that should be enough to convince people that they should stay the fuck out of it and let women and their families and their doctors decide how to handle it also let's be harder on rapists and incestuous sure people. no that's a good Jesus. that's a good call right. if you're just joining us it's me and aaron tonight on the weekly mm -hmm. wind down i am drinking um so there's a local brewery out here called uh headlands and i think i drank this on here before but this specific kind uh, it's called peace love and parks it's a hazy ipa and one percent of all of the beer gets donated to the east bay regional parks foundation which is the regional parks in my area so everyone knows i wouldn't be able to pass up purchasing such a such a fine beverage and my favorite part about it is they made the beer can it's the parks map it's like the east bay regional parks map which is super cool is that so, like all the parks, like, like all their symbols on the one side? All yeah. Those? Yeah. I totally remember the Stanislaus. <laughs> this is, <laughs> I bet you do. So this is like, they use the um, actual label as like the trail map, which I think That's is cool. real neat. That's so, really cool. and the beer is very good. Very I good. So and since we've been sitting here chit-chatting for an hour, I've already drank too. I know. Too. Right? I, know. <laughs> I know. I, I've had a couple, I'm not going to lie. So, um. I haven't drank the last few times I've been on, so I am drinking tonight. And I'm not going to lie, it's vodka. But 
I mixed it with Celsius. Have you ever heard of Celsius? Yes. So I mixed it with Celsius because remember I'm, I mm. haven't slept in days. So I needed like an energy drink. So I did a peach vibe for my first two and it was delicious. I'm digging Fun. the Celsius. Fun. It says that it burns fat. I don't know. We'll see. If I wake up. <laughs> tomorrow, we'll we'll see. So I wanted to start our conversation off today by playing a TikTok for everyone and getting what people think about it. So I'm going to go ahead and play this. Also, single women are breaking for Democrats by 30 points. And this makes sense when you think about how Democrat policies are designed to keep women single. Once women get married, they vote Republican. Married women, married men go for Republicans by double digits. But single women and voters under 40 have been captured by Democrats. So we need these ladies to get married. And it's time to fall in love and just settle down. Guys, go put a ring on it. Also, single women are breaking for Democrats by third. So that was a Fox News uh, correspondent talking about how, so for people that aren't aware, the midterm elections just happened, which was a real big deal. Um, I hope they were aware. The red wave that everyone was talking about, the red tidal wave that was was just going to wipe out Democrats across the board was more like a gentle lap at your toes. (laughs) Someone called it, um, uh, day five of your period. <laughs> so, uh, so there, there's a few things at stake here. One of the things that this this Fox News correspondent has left out of this particular TikTok, and I'm sure he went on to say it later, is that 65% of eligible voters from Gen Z turned out. 65%. And they voted so overwhelmingly for Democrats that they they saved the democratic party so in this particular election because it's not normal that a midterm of the Mm -hmm. sitting president goes so well historically the last time that a sitting president was able to hang on to these amount of seats was george w bush right after 9 11 so that was the last time that this happened uh this time and then uh george w bush or yeah George Bush, is it W? Yeah, George W. Since World War II, like this is the first time that this has happened. Historically, the whatever president is sitting in office, his party gets annihilated the first set of midterms. Um, I don't think that's indicative of Biden and people's love for Biden. I think this is very much reflective of the Dobbs decision, which was the abortion decision. I think it's it's indicative of what the Supreme Court has been doing. I think it's the threat of Social Security being cut, Medicare being cut, um, of now them uh, saying that they don't want to wipe out the student loan debt that they they promised. Every, well, not the Democrats saying they didn't want to. The injunction that's in place in Texas right now halting the student loan debt forgiveness. Uh, this should have gone very badly for Democrats with inflation and gas prices and the market playing how it is. Um, and let me be clear when I say that, I understand it's not just in America. Like there's inflation worldwide right now. And it's Some not country- the Democrats' fault. <laughs> well, the Democrats don't control what happens in Switzerland right. or England right. or or Germany or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they certainly don't aren't responsible for the gas shortage when uh, Russia has been trying to annihilate Ukraine for the past year. So 
I'm just saying the the normal talking points that you hear on right wing media. I understand that those aren't uh, all encapsulating of the United States of America, like it's worldwide. But Gen Z, we've been we've said it on here a thousand times. They're going to fucking save us like they just they just are. And by the time 2024 rolls around, there's going to be 8 million more of them that have reached voting age, which is actually why the Republicans have started a petition to wipe out the 26th Amendment, which would re-raise the voting age from 18 to 21. So I don't think that'll carry much traction. Like you don't get to march people at 18 into war and not give them the right to vote. Like you just don't. I mean, some people would even argue when they turn 16 and start paying into taxes through jobs, they should be eligible to vote because then that's representation or taxation without representation. So, I mean, honestly, yeah, but, uh, the most disappointing thing for me, cause listen, I'm not going to go into all the results. I think everyone who listens to us is pretty much caught up to date on them. The Democrats had a very good turnout for what it was white women though. Once again, you fucking assholes, man. We white women went for Republicans 70% of the time overall, 70%. Okay. The only place that it's overwhelmingly outnumbered is college educated white women, college educated white women went for Democrats 80% of the time. Okay. So we're talking. Yeah, go ahead, Aaron. No, this is exactly what we were talking about earlier because Mm -hmm. these white women are married Mm-hmm. probably to white men. I don't know, but I'm assuming. And they don't have to worry about anything that's happening. Like they don't have to worry about the possibility of abortion being like the legal right to an abortion being taken. They don't have to worry about LGBTQ rights. They don't have to worry about any of that shit. So they don't give a fuck. They right. think, oh my, the almighty, almighty dollar, blah, blah, blah. Even though that isn't part of it. Like, because they're so they're bombarded by this right wing media that is telling them that anything that that inflation is the Democrats fault, the gas prices are the Democrats, even though none of that is true. Inflation is, you know, 54% of corporate, like corporate profits are higher than they ever have been. Like that's, that's the reason for inflation ultimately sure you know covid and and uh the supply and demand is obviously yeah but but corporations are are putting up record-breaking profit numbers right now like how can how can even republicans not be upset by this you know why because they're donating to their to them to get them fucking what i think one of the interesting things that i want to talk to you about is the whole Trump turning on Fox, Fox turning on Trump, Trump turning on DeSantis, DeSantis turning on Trump, like Trump called Ron DeSantis. And listen, I can't stand Trump, but he's legitimately funny sometimes. Like he does make me chuckle. I think he's a horrible human being. And sometimes he's funny, which I get is why people are drawn to him is because he's charismatic and, you know, he's funny and he's outgoing. He's still a terrible fucking human. But when he called him Ron uh, De Sanctimonious, <laughs> I died. Died. I died. died. I know, right? Died because like, they're both I, angling for the Jesus vote. Yeah, they're both angling for the Jesus vote now. 
So it's going to be very interesting because the RNC has already said that if Trump runs, they cannot pay his legal bills. Because in case you've been living under a rock, Trump is under investigation for extortion and tax fraud and and um, treason and all kinds of shit. This man is in big legal trouble. The so list goes on and on, which is lovely. Here's what I think is going to happen, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call it now. And listen, DeSantis has always made me nervous. Always. Listen. What is my number one thing I always say, Jackie, it is always that you were right, that Mm -hmm. there's going to come along a smoother talker, better looking Trump. And it is Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's ugly. And I, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he's not a smooth talker. He's just an asshole. Compared to Trump, Trump though he is right because he's Harvard educated. But no. here's what here's what I'm gonna call. Okay, I think Trump is gonna announce his run. I think DeSantis is also gonna run. I think the RNC and Fox News and all of them are gonna put their put their weight behind DeSantis. Okay, but I don't think that's gonna stop Trump from running. I think I Trump is still gonna run, and he's gonna run as an independent, and he's gonna split the Republican vote. That's that's what I think is going to happen, and a Democrat's going to get reelected for uh, president. Now that doesn't Your mean. To the, Here's to the thing, though. The that is not. <laughs> that does not mean the Democrats are off the hook for all of the like bullshit. Like they need to get the they need to get their shit together. Also, like the right. Democrats are are lacking severely. But I, I do think that Trump is not going to be told that he can't run. And I, I do think he's going to end up splitting the vote. And if they, because they're going to have to go into primaries together, watching DeSantis and Trump tear each other apart, I think is going to be fucking epic. Can't wait. Like absolutely epic. So yeah, that's, that's you my call. What's going to be right funny now. is that you've never heard anyone of the Republican party go after Trump. Right. That's currently in the party because it would have always been a death sentence, right? Right. So to hear to the, the possibility of hearing DeSantis go after Trump after he spent the last four years kissing his licking ass. his balls. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it is going to be epic. Like, don't get me wrong, I fucking hate DeSantis. Like, I think he literally is the worst of the worst when it comes to like. Trump's an awful human being and I can't stand him. And everybody knows that, right? Like anybody that listens to it knows that we hate Trump. But DeSantis, like, is only he is so only out for himself, even more so than Trump, I think. And that is what's so scary is that he literally does not understand at all why he's wrong. At least Trump like knew I'm a fucking idiot. He's like, I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking dick. And I'm just going to go with it because everybody's following me. He knows he's a piece of shit. Like he knows it. DeSantis doesn't know. He doesn't know. And that's scary to me. It's really fucking scary to me. And being in the state where he's, you know, lorded over us, um, it was very disappointing. I mean, especially when you looked at like polls, fuck polls. What the fuck's going on with polls? Let's get the fuck rid of polls. Like that, maybe that's another topic for another podcast, but polls, polls were all, uh, uh, uh Charlie Crist is. Well, no one, no one anticipated. So polls are always skewed because listen, we have a lot of unrepresented voting blocks that are going at it right now, especially when you look at Gen Z. Oh, you were like, 
The interesting thing too is all of the one of the things that I know the RNC was looking for because Trump may be an unsophisticated pine cone, but one of the things that RNC was looking for was like all of these people that Trump was supporting and, and throwing his weight behind, how it turned out for them in the midterm elections. And it did not go well at no. all. Like they got no. trampled. Even Lauren Boebert is struggling for her life right now in Colorado. Marjorie Taylor Greene won handedly. But the if you look, if you actually pull up, if you take a look at the Colorado map and who voted for Lauren Boebert versus who voted for Trump in the last presidential election, it's staggering. Like right. she's lost, she lost so much of the vote. Right. And I, I think that unfortunately, I don't think the Republican party is going to take this as an opportunity to be like, maybe we've gotten too extreme or <laughs> maybe Let's we should. This is an opportunity to grow. No. Right. I, I genuinely think they're going to double down on it. Right. I, I think they're going to double down. Right. They're so gonna be like, oh, we're not extreme enough. We get it. We get it. Right. So even currently, when we thought the the House of Representatives was going to be taken by force and possibly the Republicans gain 40 seats, currently they're still only at 211 and they need 218 to take the House completely. And we actually, the Democrats flipped a seat in Pennsylvania with, with Fetterman winning because uh, Toomey retired. And for those that don't know, Fetterman, Pennsylvania is truly a purple state. Like it's very Republican, unless you look at Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and some of the more uh, progressive parts up near like Erie and, and stuff. So like the Democrats really, really have to turn out in those larger cities to make any type of major impact. And Fetterman trampled, just absolutely annihilated Oz. And Ben Shapiro crushed it. Like it, it's that's all very heartening for those purple states to see this happen. Um, Stacey Abrams, unfortunately, lost to Brian Kemp in Georgia, which is incredibly sad. I think Stacey Abrams is a fantastic candidate. I would love to I see her run for president, president one day. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I but Warnock and Herschel Walker, it, it's so crazy to me that Herschel Walker, who is just it's painful to listen to him speak like painful. They're actually going to have to go to a special runoff election. So there's some areas that we, well, I feel like the in. South in particular is still very much Trump land. Yes. Like the deep South, like, like but if yeah, you look Alabama, at Lauren Bober and Adam Frisch, Democrats are up eight points. And uh, so they've gained eight points since the 2020 election. Yeah. Yeah. And in yeah. Georgia against Marjorie Taylor Greene and Marcus Flowers, the Democrats are up five points. And in Ohio, the Democrats are up 16 points. I mean, it's just it was not the win that the Republicans were were hoping to take. Now, granted, we still have derp to derps like J.D. Vance that won in Ohio. Oh. And yeah. And Johnson that won in Wisconsin. But we, we still have. Gretchen Whitmore, who won, like, which is a real big deal. We're, we're hoping to pull out the win with, uh, and defeat Carrie Lake at like, there, there's still some that are out, but listen, Gavin Newsom won by like 60% of the vote here in California. So Can I ask you a question? I, I did actually, sure. I, I watched an interview with him where he said, I am not going to run for president. Mm -hmm. Is that just because he's solely just concerned about Californians and like that aspect? Or is he just 
does he know that the country is not ready for his? Because I don't think he. I mean, I I I know I know the political princess Stacy loves him mm-hmm. very left, right? Very mm-hmm. left. But I know you say that you have your your yes and no's with him. I do. So is is it is it that he, that he thinks that the country's not ready for his leftism? Or do you really think that he is just like solely concerned about California and like fuck the rest? So here's my take on Gavin Newsom. And it's actually good that you brought this up because we have a shit ton of listeners in California. So I'm That's sure they've kind of been wondering the same I don't thing. Typically bring up things. <laughs> <laughs> so Gavin Newsom has I vote I voted for Gavin Newsom. This I have reservations about him, of course, but he's done he he's done a good job in California. Like California, like I told you before we started recording, it's moved up two spots. We're the fourth largest economy in the, in the world. We could break off from the United States and be the fourth largest economy in the world. We'd actually probably move up to number three because we wouldn't have to keep giving handouts to red states that can't fucking keep themselves afloat without us. It's so we just went through, we had such a surplus in California this year that Gavin Newsom actually sent money back to residents um my reservations with Newsom are I think he makes poor choices sometimes in his like the whole going to a a diner thing without and getting caught without a mask on when he was putting really really harsh mask restrictions down in California those that's the kind of shit that pisses me off that it's like at least practice what you preach kind of thing um I think it looks bad for us uh or him um but I will say this about Gavin Newsom. Here's the reasons that I have liked him in the past. When he was the mayor of San Francisco, he was marrying Californians before it was marrying gay Californians before it was even legal to do so. He believes so strongly in it. He has always been, he was a staunch supporter of LGBTQ plus rights before it was the cool thing to do. His wife changed her title to the first partner because she thought it was better to be inclusive of uh, she, he's, they's uh, people who identify as, as whatever gender. She just thought that that was more comfortable. She's also trying to normalize the term partner. Also, he sent his kids to places that didn't require masks. And like, so there, there's all of these kind of, but I'm a firm believer. No one's hundred percent good or bad, right? Like we make choices that uh, we're, we're all a combination of the choices we've made and the decisions we made. I'm only prefacing that to say, I'm not a die hard loyalist to Gavin Newsom. Um, I do think he cares deeply about a state that is damn near ungovernable with 40 million people in this state. Like, and especially when you wide range of people you're talking about, we run the gambit from true farmers who would be just, they would function very well in Kansas or Nebraska or Oklahoma to San Francisco and Marin County, which has an 80% margin for Democrats. Like we're, we're just, it's a difficult state to govern with the, with the. And like monetary. And we're also, we're also the most belting pot of the country. We have every ethnicity you can think of here, every culture that you can think of here. Like we, we run the gambit. Now, I think we have a term limit of of governor. You can only run for two terms. You can only be elected for two terms or serve two consecutive terms in California. So I do think that he has every intention of serving out his six-year term 
here in California. And then I would not be surprised to see him turn his attention to presidential office. I would 100% vote for him. Also, it is very difficult to get elected to national office from California because as we talked about before this, the country hates us for whatever reason. They think we're a bunch of tree-hugging liberals out here, a bunch of tree-hugging hippies. And it is very difficult to convince people in the Midwest or people in the South, even Democrats, to vote for California politicians. Even if they were moderate, they would have a difficult time because there's an association with Californians that doesn't play well. I do think, though, because just like you said earlier, like the amount of Gen... Z voters that are coming up. Um, we may see a shift in that. Like we might. I mean, because I do think he's dedicated to California for the next six years. Right. I agree with you. And he was very explicit. He was like, No, I'm not, I'm not running Mm -hmm. president. Like I also really dig the way he like he challenged Ron DeSantis to a debate. He got on Truth Social and started calling out all the bullshit. Like he's young enough to still be into the. He's young enough to still be cool enough. Like right. That's not normal for a politician. Well, and I think that it's really interesting because, like, here we have this governor, like my governor in particular, M- not mine. Ke- right. Florida's. Like, Florida's. <laughs> I would rather. I would rather call a, my my literal turd my <laughs> than Ron DeSantis, and I hope he's listening. You he's not. I mean, he probably isn't, but we're not in his algorithm. Um, yeah, we're not. <laughs> we're like that random one that like sneaks through, you know, every now and then. When you're and you're like, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, some toothless lip syncer. You're like, why do I have this? Like, <laughs> I've never liked anything like this. Um. Like, I think it's important that um, we always keep our our minds open to like, you know, politicians because everything changes. Like generations change, um, politics change, uh, environment change, all of these things change. So I think it's really important that we always keep our minds open. Um, I've lost everything that I was going to say. I don't know what I was going to say. Well, here's the good things about Gavin Newsom. I think Gavin Newsom strikes a really good balance, probably is as good of a balance as you can have between being everyone who listens to us knows how much climate change matters to me. Climate change is the number one issue for me. Always. The only only thing that makes me. Well, and that's not to say that I don't think like voting rights is important. And it's not that I don't think abortion rights are important and all those things, but none of it matters if we don't have a fucking planet. So climate change is always number one to me. And I think he strikes a very good balance between uh, climate sustainability and responsibility and small business focus. Like uh, he, he does a good job of giving small businesses breaks and, and um, especially with tax help and uh, uh, certain permissions. And he holds large corporations really responsible for their climate actions and a lot of right-wing news sites like to take that bit and say well like look look at the big corporations leaving california because of it sure because they're not falling in line with our climate restrictions like 
California is a problem. California is an epicenter for climate change. I mean, you guys hear about it on the news every year between our forest fires and our drought and and the implications that that has on us is not just a state, but when California suffers, whether you guys like us or not, the nation suffers because you get 35% of all of your food from this state. Okay. There is a, a ketchup shortage in the country right now because of the California wildfires. So I understand how it's really easy to be like, oh, you guys are so stuck up that you like you're pushing businesses out. Yeah, because they're not acting responsibly as climate partners. Also, here I was just in Colorado and here's a state that used to be just beautiful with with the rivers and the, you know, the the snow and the melt off and the runoff and the da 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 real water shortage there mm-hmm. well like the water shortage is, everywhere yeah and it's it's really unfortunate to see people still vote republican mm-hmm. when there's so much environmental there's so many well, environmental issues that are taking place and if have people go the inflation uh reduction act is a piece of shit really because it's trying to help you yeah it has a it has a lot of climate provisions in it and like i i don't know how to make people understand that if we don't have a planet none of this other shit matters like it just doesn't all these super super fucking rich people that are lining their pockets right now you'll have no one to pass it off to because the planet's not going to exist jesus isn't going to come to a planet that doesn't exist (laughs) well and so i I get kind of frustrated because a lot, a lot of times, like the national news, they ignore the nuance of it. Like, yes, our climate restrictions in California are harsh, but it's because we're trying to literally save the fucking planet. And there's an old saying that says how California goes, the rest will follow. And you do start seeing now there's climate provisions being put in place all over the country because of the restrictions. So California has a a stipulation that all all cars to be driven in California, to be registered here, to be sold here, anything have to be emission, zero emission, carbon, carbon neutral by the year 2035. If you want to sell us a car in California, it has to have zero impact on the environment by 2035. And people are saying, oh, you're like, no one's going to sell. First of all, fuck off. There's 40 million people in this state. Right, we like make up 12% of the population. Right. And when people say, oh, gas prices in California are so high. The reason gas. So there's a few. I did want to address this gas prices in California thing. 100%. Our gas prices in California are higher. That That's true. Also, here's here's why they're higher here. Despite the fact that we have a 68% tax, 18, 18 cents of it is federal. There's like 45 cents of it that is is statewide. And the reason that we have statewide taxes is because we don't have things like um, we don't have turnpikes and all that stuff where you like throw court, like you pay to get on certain highways and you everything. Don't have, you don't have toll roads. Right. We don't have those here. Well, you can pay extra through like our fast track system if you want to go in like That's certain different. lanes. Yeah. But you we know, don't have not toll roads. Everybody like pays a toll to go on a road. Right. That's correct. We don't have those here. So the reasons that California is more expensive is we have a very specific gas that has to be sold here because it's different emissions. So the gas that we burn in California is cleaner than anywhere else in the country, which there's only six refineries, six manufacturers of gas 
that make the kind of gas that California has. So gas here is naturally, it's usually a dollar more a gallon than anywhere else in the country um, because we are burning cleaner fuel. So you don't get to say that you care about the environment and that you're not okay with paying a dollar more. Cause listen, I don't right now gas is 485 here in California. Okay. Bad. 485. It got as high. No, when things, when gas prices everywhere were high, it was almost $7 a gallon. Well, remember when I was there in March, mm -hmm. it was close to six. It was like 586. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's, it's high. Yeah, it's high. But also, we don't, our soil, we don't have any drilling locations in California. And that's not because of Newsom or Democratic politics. We don't have oil here. So they don't drill here. So we have to import everything here. Also, we have to have cleaner gas that burns here to reduce our carbon emissions. So there are environmental standards that make things like that more expensive here. Also, the six refineries that were were taking plate that uh, ship gas to California, they went into maintenance six months after the rest of the the country did to to revive to rehab their the refinery. So gas continued to be more expensive here than it was in other places. But the biggest reason that gas is more expensive in California is because it's cleaner than gas in other states. So I, I don't know what else to tell people. Like it, it just is. So Gavin Newsom um, also in implemented a law here that every new building built in California has to have solar power. It, it, it also needs to meet certain environmental standards. I guess my point is there's a lot of climate provisions here that people complain about that don't bother me. But they can <laughs> because they don't understand them. Like, like they just why, don't bother why me. Why need to be upset about solar energy? It is doing nothing but helping the environment. Like, I I don't understand the uh, right wing stance about anti anti environmental protections. Like, right. Don't get me wrong. I get like. You, you look at the oil and gas industry, right? Like you look at like Chevron and drilling and, and pumping oil and all that. I get it. And you think, oh my God, my, our jobs, our jobs, our jobs. Yes. Okay. Fine. Fine. I get it. But can we not also agree that there are better alternatives? There are, because we're using them. Right. To, to these things. And like, so um, let's say a Chevron employee um, is, is, a an oil, oil rig worker, right? Um, okay, fine. So you're going to be pissed off because your, your state has put provisions in place to make it. So you're doing it in a cleaner way. Yeah. Why are you pissed off about that? Do you not well, want your children that you've brought into this world to have an earth? Like, and I, I get it. I, that comes from a place of, of privilege, right? Because like gas going up a dollar, in my world, isn't the same impact as a person who's working three jobs. So I I understand that. But wait, also, like an oil worker like in like let's oh, say yeah, Colorado, yeah, 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 they're yeah. not making right. twelve dollars an hour. Also, people need to remember too, the the bare minimum, the absolute minimum you can pay an employee in the state of California. Our minimum wage in this state is fifteen dollars an hour. 
everyone here that's bare minimum and it's going up in january that that's the bare minimum now different cities have different ones like san francisco is 18 uh los angeles i think is 17 san jose is 18 like there's different cities that have different bare minimum standards but our bare minimum here is 15 dollars an hour so that's for everybody yeah 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 so people in arkansas who bitch about how much it costs to live in california or how much our gas is or i can never fathom it and you guys are killing people and blah 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 Right. But our, our people don't make $7 an hour. Our servers don't make $2 an hour and depend on tips. Our servers in California, you have to pay the minimum wage on top of tips. So they're making $15 an hour plus your tips. So. Which is how it should fucking be. I totally agree. I'm not hating on that at all. I'm just saying people have a very dis, they, they're, they're very detached from how California actually operates versus what they think of California. You're perceiving California like you live in Alabama and that's not how it works here. I just had a conversation about how California taxes are so much higher. I was like, but you guys understand that like you get paid to live in California. Like you're not getting paid what you would be paid in uh, Tennessee to live and work in California. You're getting paid, even if you live in Tennessee, you're getting paid what you would be paid if you were living in California. Like that's that's what people don't understand is that companies that are living, that are like housed in California are paying California prices like they're paying california wages people do not get that and i've i've come against it so often because as a person who has friends in california and who would eventually like to be there or at least be in a fucking blue state for christ's sake um it's that idea that oh it's so fucking expensive to live in california yeah it is but you know what else you're not making you know, $1,200 a week, you're making, you know, two, $2,200, $2,400 a week because you are making, you are, you are compensated for the cost of living. Like mm-hmm. do not fucking get that. I don't, I don't understand that, but I think I didn't understand that until I had people that live in California. Like I would have always been like, Oh, California is expensive. For sure. And it, it, it is, that is, it is, but it's not, it actually comes out to, um, if you were to break down like taxes and, and, and what we pay per capita, Texas actually pays more, more in taxes. If you were to add them all up, then, then we do. Texas does. Texas, fuck Texas. Right. So it's, it, it's kind of wild. And that's not to say, listen, California, ha- we pay a lot of taxes here. We also have more social services than anyone else in the country. Like we don't even, so, um, medic, medical, uh, medi C-A-L, Cal, we have our own Medicare system here. We have our own system for prescription drugs here. Like we you do. Really ready to secede. Oh Yeah. Yeah, you guys are fucking, listen, I'm going to be honest here. You guys are fucking lucky that we have it. Like in all honesty, the the country is fucking lucky that California hasn't seceded from the union and, and broken Kentucky and Kansas and Mississippi and Alabama and, and all these other fucking States that live off our teat. 
Like you guys are fucking lucky that we haven't seceded from the union, but I'm ready to come live there. We have more, we have more accessible options for special needs children, for kids with autism, for, um, for people with MS. We have more available programs here than any state in the entire fucking country. And that's, I get so fucking tired of people hating on California. Like, yes, it's expensive to live here. You make more fucking money here. I don't know how else to tell people that. Like, you, you're going to pay to more to live here because you have more privileges here. I, and that's the long and short of it. Like, it just What's is. What, what do you get when you're pregnant there? 12 weeks of leave. State paid. Six of them. Yeah. You're guaranteed. 12 weeks of maternity leave here, which is laughable in other countries, but in California is one of the highest. In other countries, they're like, you get nine months. Yeah. But here, state disability will pay you the additional six weeks of your maternity leave. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't matter how much vacation you have signed up or whatever. Like the state will pay you. I don't even like kids. And I think that's cool. It should be more. It, it honestly should be more, but it's still better than other places. I just get real. I get so fucking tired of hearing these other states complain about us when I'm like, I would be happy to fucking not be part of this. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll take our ball and go home. That's fine. We'll see how well you guys do. Can you even imagine? Like, can Oh my God, all the time. Imagine? It's called Cal Exit. It's actually been on the ballot seven times. Yeah. Let's talk about a book for that. Let's do it. Well, first, let's get to what we're obsessed with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, can I go? Because I actually have something kind of... Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I need to think about mine. So um, I did want to say today is Veterans Day. And... uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what I want to talk about. Once every 22 minutes, a veteran in this country kills themselves. Okay. Every 22 minutes, a veteran kills themselves because of struggles with PTSD, because of being disabled, uh, because of, of fighting in the war, um, for a multitude of reasons. Every 22 minutes, a veteran kills themselves. Um, I get real frustrated with people who have no problem thanking us veterans for our service on this day. And, you know, corporations offer discounts and 10% off and free car washes and like, whatever, we can save money at Home Depot and, and all these things. Um, and and you, you, you don't give a shit the rest of the year. And, and by that, I mean, we are still severely underfunded in this country for female veterans. Okay. There are so many female, the, the likelihood of being a homeless female veteran is is 40% higher than being a homeless male veteran, 40% higher. And the reason for that is because typically uh, female veterans that are, are housing, their housing is insecure is because they have children and they can't bring children to certain places and because of domestic violence. And there there's all these implications. And it's great that places like Starbucks and the U.S. Postal Service and and um, Home Depot and Lowe's, they they hire disproportionately more veterans. Those aren't the veterans I'm talking about. I'm talking about the veterans that are are struggling to perform in society, that their PTSD and their disabilities are so severe that they, they can't hold regular jobs and that the mental health care that they need is not available to them and the shelters that they need are not available to them and the 
the money that they need is not available to them because female veterans are disproportionately a lower segment of the military veteran population than men. And I know we've talked about this on here before, but you can do, I I know not everybody has money to donate to, to women's veterans causes and that's okay. Everyone's just doing their best all the time, but you can do little things that make a difference. Please stop shooting off neighborhood fireworks. Please, if if you can do anything, please stop doing that. It traumatizes veterans who are suffering from PTSD because they don't know where it's coming from. We fully understand that when you go to a fireworks show for 4th of July or New Year's or Christmas or whatever you're going to for in a large location where they're anticipating fireworks, their brains can react and know that those are fireworks. When you are randomly setting them off in neighborhoods you, you are triggering a PTSD response that can turn violent for them or, or uh, symptomatic of, de- of, of suicidal thoughts. Like you, you have no idea what you're setting off. If you don't have money to donate to female veterans causes, at the very least, make a pledge that you will not set off neighborhood fireworks. If you want to go on and on about how much you care about this country's veterans, because listen, the Iraqi war veterans, the Afghanistan war veterans, Operation Iraqi Freedom veterans were 3 million of the population that live in your cities, your towns, your communities, whatever. 3 million of us. And you have no idea who is struggling with what. Please stop setting off your fucking fireworks. Just just, just stop. And um, if you can, if you have the privilege or the flexibility to petition for uh, more financial offset for for the the more recent veterans, especially female veterans that are leaving domestic abuse situations with their children. The, the only place these women have to go is abused women's shelters. And those unfortunately are already full, okay? But you're talking about female veterans that have kids typically with other veterans that are being abused at home and they have nowhere to go because the VA doesn't have, doesn't throw funding behind it. I wouldn't even say they don't have the money for it. They don't throw the funding behind it. So when you, if you have the opportunity or the privilege to have any type of ear with congressmen or your state senators or whoever, the female veterans of this country need your help. They need it because we serve too. Everyone always says, thank the boys, thank the boys. There's women there too. And they need your help. Because they they are dying disproportionately in numbers more severe than our, our counterparts, our male veterans. So please stop shooting off fireworks. And if if you have it in you or you have the money, support your local female women's veterans group. Or better yet, give them a job. They're going to show up on time. They're going to be there. They're going to do good work for you. Give them a job. Don't be scared of them. So that's all I wanted to say on, on Veterans Day. That's so interesting though, like even not, not female side of things, but just like male side of things, like Katie's fiance is in, uh, was, it was in the army and he was in Afghanistan and he saw some, saw some shit and here across the street, there's a big park. And even on the 4th of July, like there's a big, there's a lot of people setting up stuff. And even though he knows it's going to happen, he's still kind of like a little amped up about it, you know, yeah. because he's like, I know it's going to happen. I feel like 
It's going to help me like decompress because I'm a little, I'm a little tipsy. Da da da. Like it's, it's such a small thing to do. Just right. stop doing it. I just, just stop. And this country's uh, obsession with fireworks. Like, yes, you want to do a fireworks display um, at your, you know, the, the city that you live in does this fireworks display. Okay, fine. I also don't understand that. Like, why can't you use that money for other fucking things? Because fireworks aren't cheap. We do drone shows where I work. Well, like. Silent. Music. Okay. Drone I shows. You know what also sucks? You go to fucking Disney every fucking night. Those fuckers are shooting up, I don't know, thousands of dollars worth of fireworks. Why can't you take that money and donate it to whatever? Veterans causes. Like, come on. I don't understand it. Like, I always feel like a firework is you're literally taking a dollar bill and you're lighting it on fire. Hundred yeah. dollars. And I get that people like them, and I'm not trying to, like, suck the fun out of people's lives. I'm I'm really not. I, I'm just trying to tell people be be aware that you're not the only person in your neighborhood. And just because all your neighbors and stuff are out there doesn't mean that it sounds like a gunshot. It sounds like an M10. It sounds like it, the echo of it sets people off. Like just if you really care about your veterans, see, man, that's where you're it's like, a little I'm fucking thing. Be a fun sucker. I am. <laughs> like don't give your money to these people stop buying fireworks stop these these cities need to stop doing fireworks this place you can do a really nice fourth of july celebration without fireworks like it's okay yeah like let's make it normal to take that money that we would normally spend on fireworks and donate it to veterans causes let's do that why is that an issue why is that a problem like, if you think about, it, like, a normal-sized community, how much money they spend on fireworks could probably save veterans' hospitals. I've worked for cities my whole adult life, and uh, every year, the minimum that we spend on fireworks displays or whatever is about $40,000. And that would change That would minimum. change some people's lives. Minimum. Yeah, minimum. The minimum. It's go. just... I just like to remind people, especially with like holidays and stuff coming up, just don't, don't do it. But it's literally, you take the money and you're lighting it on fire and it's just going into the air. Like, don't get me wrong. There are times when I love fireworks this place because it's beautiful. Don't get, yes. That being said, is it, I would much rather a veteran have access to health care. Me too. Have access to mental health care than uh you know uh, a popper mm -hmm. oh, 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 no I'd job support job training right I veterans are willing to work that. they've proved that to you right they're willing right. to work so spend the money on them yeah what are you obsessed yeah, with i don't have anything that i'm super obsessed with except for oh, sigh my dog hannah has been sick with gastritis and i'm very nervous that that means that something bad's coming but she's doing okay positive she, thoughts for hannah yeah just that's all i ask from our listeners is positive thoughts for my little stoogie doogs like she's she's the love of my life she <laughs> so really is cute. like she's a sweet hannah, baby angel yeah. Gail. like Gail knows it Gail knows <laughs> Hannah's like, a sweet baby angel. Hannah came into my life. So like I was, I was in a real, I was in a long-term relationship 
And my girlfriend at the time had two Cocker Spaniels and their names were Marco and Polo. And I loved them. Like I, it was harder for me to leave them than it was for me to leave my significant other. And I, at the time I was just like, you know what? Like, I love these dogs so much. Like, I'm just going to stay. I'm just going to be miserable and stay because of these dogs. And then I left and you know, whatever it happens, but I rescued Hannah. Like I found Hannah on a rescue site and I rescued her and she, I hate to be so cliche, but she rescued me. Like she really like, she showed me the love and compassion. Like I didn't think I deserved anymore because I just had so much shit going on in my life. And she really is just like the love of my life. And Gail knows like, if it comes down to Gail or Hannah, it's going to be Hannah. Like she knows Han- Gail would choose Hannah over me. Like Hannah is our girl. She's our little baby. And I love her so much. She's our little stoogie dudes. And I'm just really worried that this is the end of her life. It's 14 years of just love and compassion. And I love her so much. So I, I would ask that anybody that's listening, just send some like caring, uplifting thoughts to my little, my little Hanny. And, um, you know what? I love Eleanor. She's laying on me right now. And he has all the way across the room. She's <laughs> over old age, but, um, I, I just love her so much. So I just would hope that I get a couple, couple more minutes with her. So. Well, that's it for us this week, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> our super, I talked about dog. veteran suicide and Aaron talked about her dog dying. So, right, hey. Like, <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about the blue check marks like Stacey wanted. That's okay. We'll wait for her. Okay. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Make good choices. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Fierce Fan Media.